Alex. Adam. Alex, I need more energy than that. Alex. Adam. How are you? I'm good. I just got to watch a 2 p.m. hockey game. Man, I was at work and then I see I see in our one of our, our many group chats someone going on about the Leafs losing. Like, what's going on here? Then I go to the Gotri okay, and I see the Flyers. Next gen game. Just so it's just good concept, but like I guess just no one in Toronto got to watch the game if they were working today. Uh anyway, today's a special day, Alex. Curtis is, is here. Curtis, how are you? Good. It's been a long time. I don't know how long it's been since my last appearance, but uh, anytime I can hop on, it's. I, uh, I, I believe well, it was around... actually. Oh god. Uh, it was about nine months ago. Okay, right let's just l- let me just uh, put my feet up and uh, right. <laughs> enjoy Alex. enjoy the show. Alex, I believe screen sharing is enabled, right? Always. All right, let's just quickly. Uh, I'm gonna play some audio before we get did going. You share, oh, did, did you share the I audio? Not, I, I was not prepared for this. Did, did I was you not prepared what, for this? Did you share the audio as well? Um, did I have to do both? Hold on a minute. We'll double check that. Um, uh, share sound. Why is that not automatically done? Now, now, if you guys, you know, my closest friends will tell you I hold a grudge. And I that is true. On this. Can, can I can I just point one thing about the fact that Alex is Alex looks dead inside and the point <laughs> that this is paused at? Uh, let me let me ex- I can explain why I looked dead inside. So first off, it's March. <laughs> Second, it, every episode I was getting berated by Adam about Ben Sherrod. Was it for a couple no, months? For, uh, yeah, a couple. We recorded twice a week, okay? But before we're talking like, at least, at least like sixteen times. I feel, uh, feel a month. I've I've refused to hear the Joel Edmondson. I've refused. I, I know we're not even there yet. Oh, that's Edmonton. I've refused to hear about Joel Edmondson. I refused. I, I do want to say that I was pretty spot on with what the Penguins were going to do in the sense of who they were re-signing. So I just want to pat myself on the back for that. But I, I'm interested to see what slander you bring up here. Let's let's go. Slander. All right, let me just play this this audio here. Also, uh, my hair looks terrible in that clip. I mean, you know, hey, you know what? Uh, you're going to hear the quality of my mic then, and now you're going to be like, Adam, where is it? But um, you know, the, the Penguins. They got a history of having a lot of injuries on the back end. Need a bit of grit, a bit of toughness. I mean, you know, I think Ben Chirac can work. I think. So, oh man, I was waiting. Okay, I've been, I've okay, been waiting okay. For that. Can can I just say I'm so happy that live on the podcast, I'm not the only one getting thrown Ben Chirac trade requests. Bomber got it too. Bomber got it. I'm so happy. Like today is is my favorite. Are you saying the market day. is hot for Ben Chirac? March 13th. If Chikorin, if Chikorin's down. You know, they're Klingberg staying, but then the stars, if Haskinen's out too long with Mono. Also, gonna, that's a mistake. They should be training Klingberg. Yeah, I know. They're not going to win the game. But, you know, the, the market could be some defensemen off the market. Big Ben Chirot. I think if you pay more than a fourth round pick for Ben Chirot, you're sorely mistaken. Then and that's not that's not the comment on him as being a terrible player, because as everyone knows, to be in the NHL, you have to be a good hockey player. But he his best role is as a bottom pair defenseman. Pause yes. it for a sec. I I, I will I want to give Curtis some credit there because he was correct. Yeah, Florida could barely beat Washington and then got their asses handed to them by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he so was can, a minus four in that series. But continue. oh, 
he was a bottom tier, bottom pair player, and it showed. <laughs> Continue. Now, there is well, yes. Out, Adam, look at me. Yes. He got carried by Shea Weber for a whole year, and now you want a first round pick for him? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not the one asking. Objectively, all you I'm just doing my part to campaign. I'm, you, I, he's a great, he is he's got a, leadership. He is objectively awful. Have you seen his I, penalty numbers in no, the postseason? They go man, up. I don't, I don't no need to look at them. Penalties, his penalty numbers go them. up in the offseason. I watched him, man. I know. I know. Now, now, um, I'm going to play a second clip here, if you don't mind. This is from our... Episode 125, uh, Best Day in Adam's Life is is the title of so, the episode. I just want, Cur- Curtis, I just want to point out, I'm literally recording on campus. On <laughs> campus. I, I, I was about to say, I'm like, I recognize that couch you're sitting yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 But I have to respect the grind, the fact that you have your bike with you, at least on campus. <sighs> it's wild. And wild I times. think you had it just because it was the trade deadline. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Or leading up to it. Yeah. I, I said it before, like the window is so much big. Oh, so you can see this if you're watching it on the video, but you can see my reaction that I've just seen the trick. I don't think we, we can't through. see it. We can't so, see it for some oh, reason. Okay, well, that's a shame. Anyway, the magic um, of editing can let but us you can you can hear anyways. it, right? You, uh, you I can, can put hear it Daniel. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, we can. So I'm just giving fun. more work for Alex in post. <laughs> Oh well, that's that's a problem. Uh, now, what's funny is we were getting we were waiting so long for the venture out return that you guys started talking about the Jays. Yeah, anyway. I, I've said it before. Like the window is so much bigger. Oh, now. we got the return. Have traded venture out to Florida for Tyler Samaric, a 2023 first and a fourth. Holy crap! And they retain and uh, Montreal retains 50 percent. Wow. Um, it was an hour 45 into the podcast. If you long. could not, if you could not tell by the sound of my voice, yeah, no. I was exhausted. Um, listen, listen, I just, before we keep going here, um, now, now everything you said about Ben Chirac, Curtis, I, I will agree with, but I won an apology because they did get the first round pick. You're not um, getting one. I said whoever was giving the first round pick was sorely mistaken. And look at Bill Zito. Look at the Florida Panthers right now. I'd argue that they're they're really bad. Like well, they're not like really bad, but like they're in a worse situation than they were this time last year. Let's oh, let's be honest. Like yeah. they made some oh, yeah. pretty bad decisions. They went all in last year when they really shouldn't have. And they now they don't have a first round pick for what three years, two years? I don't know. Three, I have three. a long time. A- three ask more years. ask. As Florida Panther boy Alex Baumgartner is like, it's just, I, it, sure, you were right, Listen, he, but it, you were just right. You were just, <laughs> no, 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 wait. Alex, shut up for a second. I was right. He was you right. were not right. He was the right. Only, the only thing you were right about is how dumb NHL GMs are. This is true. That's true. Like, uh, so sure. Congratulations. Uh, Half of the NH, people working in the NHL are stupid. Yes, you were right. Yes. I, just, I love, by the way, that everyone thought that the, the market was set for the Josh Manson trade and that everyone overpaid for defensemen afterwards serving with Ben Chirot. And guess what? The Avs won the cup with that deal. So yeah. good on Joe Sackick, by the way. Yeah. There's like... Th- overpay. So, no. Here's the difference. At least Josh Manson's a competent fourth uh, def- defenseman. Man. Ben Chirot? Ben, no, no, no. 
Ben Sherrod's like a sixth to seventh defenseman, oh. and you paid a first round pick for him. Yeah, it's brutal. You should have seen my reaction when when the when Detroit signed him. I was like, excuse me. Can can I can I ask you an honest question? Sure. Outside of the bit, in your heart of hearts, did you actually think that you were going to get a first round pick for Ben Sherrod? No. Yeah. No. no, no, no. <laughs> ben, like it's just you. It was such a frustrating time watching him play. Um, but you know, I'll take. I think did I think that pick became Philip Mayshar? I'm no, no, that. isn't it this year's? Is it? The oh, yeah, twenty first round pick, isn't or was it? Was Foley yeah. Mayshar? Um, maybe because it because we're pretty sure it's a twenty twenty three first round. Yeah, pick, yeah, so it's this year's game. first round pick, which oh, is even worse. Oh yeah, because yeah. the big deal is because they're outside the playoffs right Cause now. Because la- last okay, year's then. was Buffalo went to Buffalo, and the one know? in twenty twenty five that has the most complicated trade stuff in history is Monahan. And yeah, yeah, no. So it was okay. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli became Mayshar. Okay. Can I just be, before we move on? I just like to add, uh, yeah. if an NHL general manager trades a first round pick for Joel Edmondson or Xavier Borgo, yes, I want. Uh, you know what? I take back everything I said last episode about the cap. I hope Gary Bettman doesn't fix it. They don't deserve it. No. The GMs don't deserve it. No. I'm that's I'll say, and I'm so anti Gary Bettman. I called him the dictator of the NHL on the show last episode. Yeah. I did. I'm so anti Gary Bettman that, like, if they do that, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve the more than one million dollar increase. Okay. I, I just I just want to say that yeah. the hill I will die on, and you know we can clip this and you can bring it back next time I'm on yeah. after the deadline. Yes, um, we will. Is if someone pays more. Than a second round pick for, for Luke Shen. Oh, that's oh, like stop. And Alex, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your team. No buddy. man, they, no, 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 they are, no, no. They're, they're looking I, for. They're not going Lee after. Lee fans want though. Luke. Lee fans want Luke Shen. I don't know why. Yeah, not for a second round pick. Daniel would give and, up a first. Yeah, but that's Dan. That's not. That's a. That's an unfair comparison. Daniel loves, Daniel loves Luke Shen. That's like, all I'm saying. Again, all respect to Luke Shen, but like just, you know what? A, a third, a third of fourth round pick, respectable trade. Both sides got something out of the deal. Vancouver can suck even more and go for Bedard, which also no, should. they're not rebuilding. Sorry, sorry, they're not rebuilding. sorry, sorry, Adam. Uh, I want Vancouver to win Bedard just because oh. it's it'd be nice hometown boy going to his yeah. home, his well, favorite fine. team. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I accept the Canadians are are doing. Also, that. I I I couldn't I couldn't. Uh, Accept how insufferable or not? What is the word I'm looking insufferable? For? And yeah, how insufferable Canes fans would be if they got Bedard. So I'm I'm okay with him not going there. Says the guy who cheers they, for the team. They, Sydney Crosby. They were insufferable when they had got the first overall pick and then okay. didn't pick the guy that everyone thought they were gonna. That was pick. that was so, a tough. Yeah, that was a tough one to eat. Yeah, we're the team with Sidney Crosby, but do you want to know the last time we drafted in the first round? Oh, God. This past summer. Casperi Kapanen in 2016. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Over the summer, Owen Power, have some respect. No, no. What? Was he For not? Pittsburgh. Owen Power? Owen Pickering? Sorry, Owen Pickering, yeah. Oh. Owen Pickering. Oh, he was. 
Yeah, oh, come yeah. on. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Owen, you, you just scared the you just scared the crap <laughs> out of like all of years. Buffalo. You scared the crap out of all of Buffalo. Yeah, sorry, no, I meant Owen Pickering. Yeah. So, uh, so two picks in like five years. C- Curtis, yeah, but you have to up. Yeah, yeah, Curtis, that uh, Luke Shen bit is going to be the clip for today's episode. Should, I've just decided. So let's let, let's get into the main mashed potato, yeah. mashed potato, meat potatoes as to why Curtis is here. Curtis, you want to talk about the World Juniors, especially Connor Bedard, yeah, especially. So I'm not going to lie, I have not spent a lot of time looking towards the World Juniors because I have been busy. And it's just you know, Cole Caulfield's not going, so I don't care. Um, do you do you do you want to know how much of a sick puppy I am? I've watched yes. all of Team Canada's World Junior preseason games, yeah. so for all of you that's that are gonna say that I don't know what I'm talking about, at least I spent five hours of my life watching two World Junior preseason games. Curtis, I gotta ask why? Yeah, because like I said, I'm a sick I'm puppy. Sick puppy. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: Looking at the pre-tournament games, beside Connor Bedard, because I feel like he's the easy answer. What has stood out to you the most about this Canadian team? Can I add one player as well? Let's take out Adam Fantilli, okay? Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli. Those are the Honestly, obvious guys to watch out for. So anybody but those two. Adam Fantilli is um, kind of underwhelmed me so far. So. If we, we want to talk about that, I can talk about that. I think he's kind of been a little bit underwhelming so far. Sure, we like can. He, we can. I, I just think that he hasn't looked sharp. Like, I think, you know, a guy who in Michigan, like a lot of people are comparing Adam Fantilli to like the next kind of Rick Nash, a power forward that can, or Evgeny Malkin's another example of a player in the NHL that, uh, you know, uses his strength to his advantage. And I haven't seen him do that against people his own age where the six foot three, 200 pounds uh, forward should be really using the body to get around people. Haven't seen that. I mean, it's preseason. So maybe like, to be honest, I feel like team Canada hasn't really been trying as evident by Shane Wright scoring on his own goal uh, against Slovakia, man, that guy's had a rough year. Like I I know he scored a couple of times in preseason and I know we don't want to talk about the obvious people, but if we're looking at one person that I'm curious on this Team Canada team, it's Brant Clark. And there's a couple reasons for this. One, he tore up the OHL last year. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was the highest scoring OHL defenseman last year at the end of the year and was on a really good Barry Colts team. Second of all, he didn't get invited to either camp last year. So the first round of the winter, not even invite to camp. Summer, when, you know, we're... <clears throat> A lot less players came because of NHL camps and such. He wasn't invited back again. And so you would think, you know what? Hockey can just has something against him, and they're not going to bring him back. But they offered him the invite. The LA Kings loaned him, and now he's here. And he's looked really good in these first two games. I I think he's going to be the best offensive defenseman for Team Canada, except for Zellweger, which I know our Ducks fan isn't here, but... I, well, who I think is one of the most underrated uh, Ducks prospects in their system right now. Those two guys are going to be the offense from the back end. And I think Brant Clark is going to be a big deal for that reason. And I think that he's got a lot. Of ch- he's got a chip on his shoulder. He hasn't had a great start in the NHL and AHL combined. He's a minus four to start the year. And I think he's going to want to show that he deserves not to get sent down to Barry. Like what he's going to be playing 
for here is to not be sent back to Barry and to be called back up to the Kings. And for those reasons, I think he's the guy to watch. He's the guy with the most on the line. Yeah, Br- Brand Clark um, has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'll explain why. So he was 2021 draft pick, right? Or 2020? 2021? 2021. Double check. Yeah, yeah. So the reason he has a special place in my heart is every year before his draft year, in the NHL video game, he was always in the second round. And he was the easiest, easiest guy to pick because you knew he was going to be a medium elite potential. So I always picked him. So special place in my heart for that. But also because... Imagine, like, I I think it's such a great story that he didn't make the the junior roster back in August. Went to NHL camp, made the LA Kings out of out of camp. Who whose right side is what people keep saying is a little bit clogged at the moment, and now kind of twisted Hockey Canada's arms into essentially bringing him to the World Junior. So I think that's a. Uh, a great story. I want to ask, there's one position. Uh, Alex, on, yes. great, keep going. Yeah. Eighth overall, 2021. Crazy. Crazy. Not a second, not a second round pick. Like, no. like the NHL video game said for years. Um, I want to talk. There's one position that I think for the last couple of years have been, it's, I don't want to say it's been underwhelming, but there's been a lot of questions around it. And that's goaltending. Yeah. Now there's two guys. Uh, they brought two guys with them: uh, B- Benjamin Goudreau and Thomas Milich. I don't know if I said their names right, but I, I think so. Um, who do you think? Like who? Who takes the starters' crease at the start of the tournament? If we're going off the first two games of preseason, because even Team Canada at this point doesn't know who their starter is, which. I don't know if that's a concern, if that's something you want to flag, but I think Team Canada is one of those teams where their defense, in my opinion, is so stacked this year that it doesn't really matter who you put in net as long as they can make a timely save. I think that's Dylan Goudreau for them right now. I I know that he didn't get the shutout, but I'd argue he did because if Shane Wright didn't shoot that puck right into the back of his leg, he would have had a shutout and they would have had that big win against Slovakia. And I think that, I know it's nothing against... uh, Oh, I'm blanking the other goalie's name. Milich. Dylan Goudreau. Milich. It's Milich. Milich, Milich. Dylan Goudreau made some really nice saves at the beginning of that Canada game where they took three penalties. He had to make, I would say, about three or four nice saves, like above average in the quality saves against, you know, what I think is a really underrated Slovakian team. Obviously, it fell apart for them in the third period against Canada, but a team that showed that they could hang around with who I think is the clear favorite for the gold medal. So, you know, I think Dylan Goudreau is going to be the starter. Uh, that's not just because he's the one drafted goalie that Canada's brought. I just think that he looked good in that second game. And I feel like they're going to split this game against uh, Finland here on Friday between both of them. And I feel like in the end, uh, Goudreau, who is played for Team Canada in the U18s and U17s, will get the call. There has been um I don't know if there's been as many sort of junior players that have been turning as many heads as Logan Stankov in the house uh the past couple of seasons. Um besides the fact responding to GMs of fans, has fans saying, uh, you know, drafted the wrong Logan. Uh what have you made of his tournament so far? I mean, his pre he's 
he, that second line really picked it up. I know the I know that the second line was called out after that first game for not being as offensive, and I think that's understandable because it was just kind of a magic show of a first line of a first line performance in that first game against Switzerland between Bedard, uh, Shane Wright, and um, you know that just that whole top line group. And I think that Savkovin and uh, Don. Uh, Gunther really performed in that uh, first game. Dylan Gunther had many opportunities, didn't capitalize on a lot of them. But I think just the him, them along with Adam Fentilli looked really good in that second game. I think I want a little bit more out of Adam Fentilli, like I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But I think Slavkovin looked good. Like he's he's a guy that can score, but also is a really good passer and can set people up. And that's what Dylan Gunther needs, and that's what he's going to get in this period is an A plus uh, passer and an assist man. Listen, I would be, you know, a, a shameful if I didn't ask about easily the man who will lead Canada all the way. He doesn't have the C, but he probably should. The Kingslayer, some would call him. What have you made of Joshua Waugh? <laughs> Joshua Waugh. Yeah, that's, man. That, that, that's, that's a name that I, I don't think a lot of people know about. I think... I think he's an interesting uh, name because I think if Canada doesn't have that summer tournament, I don't think he makes his team. I no. think his camp in the summer really turned some eyes at Hockey Canada after his great performance with uh, the Quebec Ramparts in the QMJHL season. And I think that that's just he's just carried on that momentum into this December where he's made the team. And arguably, he was Canada's best player all around in that game against uh Slovakia. So, you know, Wa is one of those guys where obviously you um you you want to see what happens because he's not going to have the top line ice minutes, which, you know, that's just the way that Team Canada goes. There's some players like Wa that could probably be first, second line guys on 90% of the teams in this tournament, but are going to be third, fourth line guys. But I think he fits that role so well because he's able to play both ends of the ice. He's able to block shots, but he's also able to you know, put the puck in the net when Canada needs some depth scoring. And I think if they're going to beat an American team, that's how they're going to beat them is with depth scoring. And I think Wall is going to be a huge part of that. It's difficult to maybe see him really getting PP one time, but that's a guy who, in a cinch, like, that's a power play player. That's probably what he's going to be in the NHL one day. By the way, uh, Sherbrooke, not uh, the Ramparts, by the way. Sherbrooke, my my favorite non-NHL team, because I just love that jersey. It's so nice. That's so nice. Go ahead, Alex. Um, I feel like I know what the answer is going to be here, but I'm going to ask the question anyways. What's a success? What's a successful tournament for Canada? Gold medal. Yeah, but more what? like more than that. Is there anything more? Because I feel like here's the thing with the World Juniors. I think we. I think as Canadians, we walk into the tournament. No noise off the ice. No noise off the ice. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, but like, uh, okay, that's, <laughs> you stumped me there. You stumped me there. It, 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 it took you a second there. It's you stumped me there. It's a good point. But I mean, like, I think we walk into this tournament, and I think expectation is always to win. I mean, we don't always do it, but I think that's the expectation. Is there anything, anything of hope? to look out like at the end of this tournament and say, wow, we were, 
good at this or something just other than getting gold is because that's always the expectation i just is there anything more than winning gold well i don't know maybe some people won't agree with me but i feel like they're in the easier of the two uh groups to start off so i think for me it's just you know absolutely running through the competition i think you know Germany's going to be hurting because a lot of their top players are now NHL players. You know, they don't have that depth they had a year or two ago, you know, with those great players like Sider and uh, Stutzla and all those guys. So I think they're going to be hurting. I think Czechia is going to be one of those teams that could actually surprise and maybe finish second in this group. And then you have Austria that are, let's be real, they're basically in this tournament because of Russia being suspended. So, yeah. and I and I have questions about Sweden. Sweden doesn't have the top-end talent, in my opinion, that they've had in past years. I mean, they always have, in my opinion, one of the better goalies going to the tournament. And this year, that's Carl Lindbaum of uh, Vegas Golden Knights prospect. So, you know... They still have those? See... <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, the, sorry. the Golden Knights actually have more prospects in this tournament than you expect. No, um, I'm sure. I just... But that they traded them uh, all away. And then, like, a guy like uh, Oscar Pedersen is another guy to watch out for on forwards for Sweden. But um, I just think that this is a team that, yes, they have a lot of high-end talent, but it's not as high of talent or as, as uh, how can I phrase it, as highly looked upon talent as they've had in the past. And I just think Canada's lineup is just, as I wrote in the beginning of my article, probably one of the better ones that we've seen in the last decade. I think uh, just from top to bottom, I know a lot of people might disagree with me. I just think people underrate how good their bottom six is going to be this year. And I think that's a large part to guys like Patrick Waugh and, you know, guys like Brendan Ottoman who went out but um, could flip-flop around the lineup, whether that's in the top line or in the bottom six. And guys like Zach Dean, another Vegas Golden Knights prospect, who, you know, have shown flashes of being really good depth, depth pieces. And it's just going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward here. And I think all those players have a really good chance to, you know, kind of make their name value that much more in this tournament and also make the teams that draft them look really good. Is there a a sleeper team at this tournament? The team we should look out for. It's definitely like, okay, if we want like my like dark horse, dark horse where it's like, if they win, it'd be shocking, but I think they could do it. It's Slovakia. I think Slovakia has some good young talent. I think they can surprise. I don't know if they're going to beat Finland or USA getting out of that division, but I think they're going to be in that third spot. Uh, And then, like, the reason for that is look at uh, Simon Nemec, a guy arguably could be one of the top two or three defensemen in this tournament. And that's a big part of your team right there. And then um, Patrick... Patrick, uh, I might be butchering this, but Andreski has looked solid in their two preseason games. So I have high hopes. And the Phil Messier, Messier, Messier. I'm I'm so I'm sorry. I'm terrible with the foreign guys' names. But they got one really good player, in my opinion, at least in each position that can help them win. And I we've seen teams carried by goaltending, and I think that. Um, Patrick Versalaki is going to make a big name for himself because I was impressed by his performance against Canada despite letting in, you know, those five goals. Listen, it was going to be too easy if Slavkovsky went, so we thought I'll back up and I'll give everyone else a chance. Um, guys, 
Now, Alex, I only got to the part when you actually called Gary Bettman a dictator last episode. Couldn't make it because I was sick. So I'm assuming you guys did get to the point where you discussed that Lane Hudson was on the American team. Did you guys get to that or no? No? Okay, because I want to dedicate some time to the short king, Lane Hudson. Because I'm looking at the state's rosters. We haven't talked about them yet, which is a disservice. He's the short prince. That is just, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, he'll be, he's a successor on the back end. Um, he's going to be there, don't worry. He'll be uh, the, the best. Br- Honestly, when they get there, he could be their best D, the quarterback, the power play since Andre Markov. It's really disheartening to see, actually. Um, listen, there are some big names on this Not American. PK Subban. Sorry? Not PK Subban? Yeah, but PK was the big shot, but he wasn't the, he, he, he wasn't the sort of IQ of the whole play. That was always Andre Markov. That's why they called and him. And the they Jets. didn't like and they didn't like him enough in Montreal. I don't so. think they liked either of them by the end because Bergevin yeah. sucks. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that though. Um, okay. The Americans are always a sort of I mean, it's the Americans. I, I I don't think I need to say too much. Um, but we talk about how good the back end is for obviously the Canadians. But if you look on the other side, there is Lane Hudson, there is Luke Hughes, and up front, there is Logan Cooley. Um, there are guys that I'm, I can ignore Tyler Boucher because I think we're all so confused. Come on. Um, but sorry. I mean, you know, come on now. Mike's gonna. Mike's not gonna. How about Tyler Clevin? Is the he still best, there? Man, is Tyler? I that is stop it. Um, the best name in the in the tournament was Red Savage. By the way, they never disappoint. It's almost as good as Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne from a couple of years ago. Um, how big of a threat are the Americans this year? This probably isn't looking as stacked as that. Famous roster that had Caulfield in that that stunned the Canadians in the finals. Most satisfying moment in World Juniors history, in my opinion. But how strong were the Americans? They're obviously the biggest adversaries of the Canadians, and they're going to give them the biggest challenge. I think that similar to Canada, their their goaltending is very not want to say questionable, but interesting. Uh, none of them have really uh, stand out. Except for um, Memorook, who's uh, looked good for Colorado this year in NCAA, but there's no like powerhouse goalie like they've had in the past, like um, Knight or you know if we want to go back farther, Hellebuck or you know Gibson when he played in the World Juniors, like all those guys were top end talent goaltending wise coming out of the Mer- America, and they just don't have that this year. So that's their biggest weakness. But when we look at this team, I really like their D core. Uh, Lane Hudson was actually a guy I was going to bring up, but since you already kind of talked about him, Luke Middlestat's another guy that I'm going to be watching this tournament. Wasn't drafted, and I think has a chance to be drafted this time around. He's a little bit shorter in size, 5'11", another short king, um, to someone to consider for defense. And I think he's a guy that has looked good in the preseason and might turn some heads, especially in the scouting world during this tournament, just as you know, a really mobile, really quick, uh, defenseman that you know is kind of like a Luke Hughes light in a, in some ways, just a little bit smaller. Where this team kind of is interesting is that they don't have many 19 year olds in the squad this year. Obviously, you know, 19 is the max you can be, but I think like the guys are they're going to be relying on like Cooley, uh, like um, uh, where is his name? Like okay, we'll just LTA say Cooley for now. Yeah. Like, those guys are all younger, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can take the torch. I think that they're going to be really good. I think that, you know, it's going to be a very anticlimactic tournament as Canada and U.S. are going to run through this tournament. 
But I could also see that, you know, goaltending being an issue for both of these teams once it comes into the metal rounds. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Americans. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, obviously they're a great team and their strengths, in my opinion, is going to be defense. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Can, can we go back a little bit to something that Adam brought up? And it's Daniel and I talked about it last episode, um, but I think I just want to bring it up again. Should they should have the Canadians sent Uri Slavkovsky to the World Juniors? All right. I'm going to answer this really quickly. Um, is it better for him to like play any? Here's the thing. If he gets benched for another game and he gets taken off the power play again, uh, he should have gone. But if he can play consistent top six minutes and on the power play in NHL level, I think it's more beneficial, in my opinion. It's just giving. I think, him- I think a better question is: Did he want to come back? I know a lot of players that once they get the taste of the NHL, they really don't want to go back to the World Juniors because you know that's one step from. I know for Slavkovsky because he's not a Canadian or American born talent. That played in the CHL, he's allowed to go to the AHL, but does he really want to get that demotion? I think any time he can spend in the NHL is valuable for him. Um, would I have liked to see him in the tournament? Yes, I think. I honestly think if Slavkovsky's in this ter- tournament, Slavkovsky has a chance at a medal, which it might be a hot take, but I think that they have enough pieces that they could, you know, obviously they'll beat Latvia. I think they're going to beat Switzerland, but I think they could contend with Finland. Once that happens, Finland's obviously a, a really good team. And I'm not going to knock them. And uh, that's who Canada's going to play next. But I think that they will be able to hang around with the Finland team if they have Slavkowski, which is an obvious answer. But yes, selfishly, I think Montreal should have sent him. It's not like Montreal's doing anything this year. Why not give him one more run at some glory? And why not help with the Cinderella run for Slovakia? Here's another thing for the thing of Slavkovsky maybe wanting to go. This is actually, the, the juniors are a downgrade for him. Remember, this is a guy and his draft stock mainly raised in Worlds and Olympic play. I wonder if mentally to him, he's talked about how much he just loves playing in the NHL. Maybe that's that thing of, I've been above that stage. Again, sure. you know, that's what I'm but, thinking. Yeah, but if, if he shows not, up, he's captain. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a, like, I, and I fully get both yeah. of your points. And, like, I'd argue you're right. Like, if he's not going to play, if he's going to get rocked every game, then yeah, send him. But if yeah, he's, they got to, someone's got to figure that out. <laughs> All due respect. Um, but one thing I, I didn't want to say before we yeah. moved on is Shane Wright really needs to pick up his game right now. I, I know it's really early in a player's career, but he's had a rough couple months and, I don't know, like, sure, he's played fine with uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds in the AHL, but, and he scored his first goal against the Montreal Canadiens in the NHL. But I, I I just don't know. I don't see him as being NHL ready right now. And I think this is his time to prove it. And, you know, playing with a guy like Connor Bedard is always going to make you look good. And who would mm-hmm. think that? I think there's a reason why Team Canada has Bedard and Wright on the same line. And I think that, you know, maybe Shane Wright needs a little bit of a boost to get him in that uh, good mojo right now. And I think so, that playing with Bedard helps him. So I, 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 I agree. Like, I I don't necessarily think he's uh, 
NHL ready either. I just also don't think he should go back to the CHL. Like I, I, I think he's in the middling territory of being too good for the CHL and not being good enough for the NHL. Which is the reason why the NHL really, really needs to look mm. hard in the mirror about their relationship with the CHL. And all like, three sure. of us can agree that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen because they no. care too much about the CHL because they provide a reason. lot of the. Well, they provided most of their draft talent. But, sure, but there has to be yeah. some recognition. I'm going to push this forward here just because yeah. this sounds like an episode we had a month ago. Probably. It's just uh, the discussion of playing there, playing there. It was a whole thing. Um, so I'll just, we'll move on. But um, listen, I, I honestly I, argue that he, if they traded him to a top contender that's going to the Memorial Cup, he should get sent down. Yeah. And hey, anyway. Discussion for another time. Um, I doubt this Thoughts. is the last conversation we'll have about Shane Wright. No. Um, I hope he has a good tournament, though. I, I really do. I do. Um, anyway. I don't believe you. And you know, I do. I wanted him as a half. Lots the episode, <laughs> man. Um, so uh, I think that's a good way to, to wrap up the World Juniors. Um, you want to talk about the Penguins a bit? You know me. I'm always done talking about the Penguins. So at the start of the year, we were a little worried, but we I think we kept kept the mindset of the Penguins are going to figure this out. They are eight one and one in their last ten, and currently sit in the playoff spot. Um, fun fact: if they actually win both their games in hand, oh no, it's only one game. So if they win their game in hand, they're two points behind the Devils. What happened from the start of the year? to now, and what clicked for the Pittsburgh. I don't think anyone is surprised because it's the Pittsburgh, it's Sidney Crosby, but what has changed? Well, I don't think it's just that one down and then up. It's been, they were bad to start the season, and then they went on like an eight-game winning streak. And then they were bad, and now they're on kind of a heater now. And they just had a really big win against New York the other night, and they're going to play against um carolina as we're recording right now tonight and i think that that's going to be a big statement when obviously they lost to carolina the previous game before the rangers in a game where they really could have won that game they were up to one gave two goals up in the third period and honestly hit a couple posts where you know in another universe another world that's a win for the penguins so but i think the big difference is chris letang like i don't think people put enough respect on letang's name as one of the better defensemen in the NHL. And it's so sad to see, like, he's never, no matter, like, that guy just has the shittiest luck when it comes to, like, heart problems, breaking his leg, concussions. Like, he had something with his ribs a couple years ago. Like, you name it, he's had it. So if we have him in the lineup, I'm confident we win this core. And uh, obviously, you know, there's, there's parts of this team that if I'm Brian Burke, I'm looking to upgrade at the deadline, and one of those things being the bottom of the defense core. And, you know, Pierre Oliver Joseph has not looked good. And no, don't tell me Luke Shen's going there for a first round. No, no, not even first. Right or left? Right or left side? You need lefty or righty. I honestly think also uh, the John Reno trade. No, was, no, 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 Was a horrible trade. Answer the question. Answer you know, the you know question. What? You know what, though? That balance, it, well, it doesn't completely balance it out, but like at least, at least, let's talk about another trade. At least Jeff Petrie's playing hockey games right now. 
But and actually, Jeff Green, is a figment Jeff, of my imagination. I, I actually want to say uh, Jeff Petrie's looked pretty good. Okay, but let me ask you this question. Would you rather have Jeff Petrie or would you rather have John Marino? Because I, I have my answer. And I know it's John, Marino. I, it's John Marino. Listen, I, I, and I, if he, it's John Marino, I don't even think it's it's a question. I mean, but Ty again, Smith's a good prospect, but the fact that they expected him to come in a system where, unlike the Devils, he was going to have free reign in a top four role was stupid. Yeah. But they did. Like, it's, but the thing is, though, is I it felt like they weren't trading. For Ty Smith, it felt like they were trading John Marino so they could bring in Jeff Petrie. Am I wrong? Like, is that wrong to say that? Not like Jeff Petrie okay. made more there's, money, there, there, but there, but that's what happened. Is, no, no, no. This is this is there's two split down the middle in Penguins fandom. Okay. Some people think that it was to replenish the farm system because a lot of people still consider Ty Smith to be a prospect, mm-hmm. and they also got a second round pick. So they're yeah. like okay, they want picks, they want a prospect. And why did we trade our best youngest defenseman for that? Good question, guys. I don't know. I don't know what Berkey and uh, Hexall are doing up there sometimes. But I think that's probably one of the worst trades, besides maybe the captain trade in the last, like, five years the Penguins have made. So, you know, we'll we'll start there. But I think, like, if this team's going to really, really contend for a cup, Either Ty Smith's got to get called up and look good, or Pierre Oliver Joseph has to look better. And he's not looked like he's looked fine. He's looked very serviceable. Like, is he an NHL player? Yes. Is he going to make a difference on your bottom pair? No. So if we're looking at a place where the Penguins really, really need to upgrade its in defense, and because like, what else are we going to change? Like goaltending, I've been really happy with Jari. He's won, I think he's now 9-0-1 with his win against um, the Rangers the other night. Obviously, just myth is, you know, that could be a running theme with the podcast that I've appeared on that he hasn't looked so hot. And I don't know how much help you're going to get in the backup market. Like, who's a goalie that's going to be available that's really going to outperform to Smith, who has, like, a subpar save percentage right now. I don't think anyone, there's no one Santa that comes to my mind. Would you Who? like Sam Otto? Oh my God. Sam Otto. Oh my God. You guys, you, you guys need a goalie. You guys. Can keep... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave the podcast. Papa's been good this goal. year. What are you talking I, I'm, about? Papa? I'm going to leave the call. I'm it's actually, just, just so that I stop getting Montreal Canadiens requests, I hope the Canadians become good again. <laughs> what about James Reimer? James, it's it's what, funny you say that because still have three goalies. Like, it, 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 it's funny you say that. I was just about to say the only person I would want them to trade for is James Reiner because when he's healthy, he's looked really good. You, you know who else has three goalies? Who the Carolina Hurricanes? Yeah, so- but they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna trade in division. No, no, no. Also, I don't think they're gonna trade any of their goalies. Well, I think I'm not. Conv- I'm not convinced. Ronta and Freddie are UFAs, right? We talked about yep. that. Check off the that guy. Paytor has obviously taken the Paytor. net. Paytor Kochek, I can't say it. My Did you see that interview where the fans were cheering at him, and he was yeah. like, "More, more!" In English, and everyone's like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this guy saying?" Oh, Curtis. 
You can't, that's more work, bro. You can't swear. Oh, we're, we're not allowed to swear on this podcast. Oh, no, we've okay. never been able to. It's okay. Wait, oh, can we, Alex. What, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna bleep it out. I'm just gonna bleep it out. I'm just gonna bleep it out. If we do it again, I'm just gonna bleep it out. Can we do the like last time because i really oh, the duck this. yes yes the yeah duck. can we do the quack noise yeah, if i can find the it. yeah 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 i'll find it you, you gotta have it somewhere it's somewhere on my computer well, like a, all right like, 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 eh, like that was a really bad dolphin i'm not gonna do that that was a gonna... dolphin that, that that sounded like the girl that hit her <laughs> hip on the on the bed frame oh, yeah, in that tiktok yeah, yeah. Oh, man. i don't have tiktok so i don't know what that oh, means. good don't get it don't uh, get it. it's addicting don't uh, get it. Uh, but I love how we mentioned Chris the Tank's thing. Like you mentioned his injuries, all that, and ignoring the fact that he's had two strokes and still yeah. continues to be a like elite defenseman. That yeah. man is not. You know what? If we're talking about renaming trophies, if you're gonna redo the Masterton and maybe edit it, sort of what it means. You know, I don't know the full story of Bill Masterton. But like Chris Letang's got to have some sort of way on that. Like that man's been through so much. Yeah, him or Craig Anderson. I think it, there's kind of a ring to being the Craig Anderson Award. But Craig yeah, Anderson. I agree with that. Let's see if I can but, find the reason. I'm sure if Daniel was here, he'd know the reasoning. He, but um, I I work at the freaking Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, that, you but, should know. Oh my good, yeah, you should. I know. don't. I I don't care about that award. So <sighs> and neither does many people. No. Hey. Hey. They don't. Hey. They don't. They don't. No, don't even. On, no, 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 no. Adam, Adam, before last year, you did not care. Do not. No, that'd be more care price one that I could do. Care do not. Don't, don't even, don't even try to argue this one. Cause I know we're going to get into a debate later and that's going to be my same argument. Um, so can I flip some, you guys have been asking me questions. Yeah. yeah. Can I, what can I put do? some questions on, uh, on you guys and Let's, talk about your teams? Yeah. Sure. Oh, we'll start with Elise and Alex. We'll we'll make him work first. Ooh, okay, I Do wore you... this royal. Wait, wait, I wore this royal city shirt for you. Okay, uh, is that the only reason you wore it, or because you it's got also it's free? half my wardrobe? Okay, <laughs> CBL the, the, merchandise. The the, the the free merch. <laughs> I think my first question for for you is obviously, um. Lindgren and Sandine was big question marks going mm-hmm. into this year for Toronto. A, are you confident in what they've done so far to this season? And B, do you think the Leafs need to upgrade at defense? Um, last year, if you asked me last year, that's what I thought they should have up, uh, upgraded on. Like I thought that was their the big thing they needed to do. This year, I'm not necessarily as concerned i think if you look at this stretch where their top three defensemen were out and being muzzin riley and brody um i'm less concerned i think you look at at what sandine and lilligren in particular have done um connor timmons who's come in and he's been okay which is essentially for a third pairing guy is all you really need. I, I think, I don't think you need to galaxy brain your third pair. Um, I really think, and, and I think now with Nick Robertson being out, I think now more than ever, you need to find yourself a second line left winger. That's it. That's, that is, that is the position. Do Adam, you want my no, Kaufman? No, Adam, I'd, I'd rather die than trade for my coffin Evgeny <laughs> Dodonov. no 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 no, no, like, no. I, I, have a, I have a more ludicrous one Ilya Mikheyev 
Question mark? Oh. No, no, because you no. Uh, no what, I, what, 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 what if Vancouver retains 50%? So he's a $2 million guy. Okay, but that okay, that's never gonna happen, but I'd consider it. Uh if I, you gave them if you gave them enough picks, they might. I don't think Vancouver want picks. Though. I don't think Vancouver want picks. I don't think Vancouver is a tr- an actual trading partner here because they want what Vancouver they want to do. Want picks. Yeah, but they're not rebuilding, so all this means nothing. Um, like the, I, I think if you look at where what their needs are, I think having an extra defenseman would be nice. But I think your number one priority is to have a solid second line left winger. Like I think that's what's what's kind of killed them the last couple of years. And my second question is, are you confident in the goaltending? Because it has been um, good recently. I'm confident. I'm, I'm listen, before they even signed him, I said the Leafs should go out and, and get Ilya Samsonov. I'm confident in Ilya Samsonov. <laughs> Matt Murray, uh, Matt Murray's the question mark for me, like at this point, like um, he, his game, he, He's had a couple shaky games. Like I think his first game and the game he had a couple nights ago against Tampa Bay weren't fantastic. But I think all these other games, like again, the issue is is we're talking about sample size. He's played eleven games, I think, this season. So like it's hard to say. But I I don't think you're gonna go out there and get another goalie right now i don't think that's like i don't think you're going to go out and upgrade in that who's available right that that's games, the question way. 12 games 12 like games, 925 save percentage no it's ridiculous i he's having his best statistical season since his first year in pittsburgh like it's it doesn't make sense to me um again i don't know if this uh, is gonna no, last you know, it, it does make sense for me because uh I think in Pittsburgh, okay, there's two points. This is from the Penguins' perspective. And yeah. I think, after, I'm not a psychiatrist, but after his dad died, he never played the same. No. And he never had that closure. And then when no. he went to Ottawa, he finally had that closure, but didn't have a good team in front of him. That's a key key thing. And an organization think. as a whole, frankly. Exactly. Like, let's be real. Let's be real about Ottawa. Ottawa. Like, let's one. be real about Ottawa. He did not have an org- a good organization behind him. I, I Speaking of which, I thought they'd be a little bit better this year, but you know, mm. this was this. the rebuild's we, yeah. over. Yeah, so, um, I didn't think that, but like, no, on, well, it's Pierre Dorian for two shout years. Out, shout out Mark Mathot going, ah, oh, they're gonna pass the Habs soon. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they well, should. Was it? Like, yeah, whatever. what a what a, what a uh, name, Mark Mathot. Mark Mathot. Oh man, <laughs> Mr. I'm only relevant because I played with Eric Carlson. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's not no. true. He played well in, in, uh, in Dallas. When no, he got no one remembers no, Mark. No one remembers. Yeah, come on, come on. I, I no, you're, you're a sick man. You're a sick man. You're a sick man. You're a sick man. You started this podcast saying you're a sick man. I will. That's that's going to be. And the, Alex I'm a sick legend. I'm a sick puppy. I, know. I, I will say, though, if we're walking into the playoffs and Samsonov and Murray are on equal footing, which I think right now I'd argue they are. I, I I put Murray in that. I would too. I, 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 would. I think you know what he does? And this I, I know I'm gonna get crap for it, but it's just a fact. He's gonna show his knuckles and he's gonna show two Stanley Cup rings. And Samsonov's gonna show what? No offense to say I'm bro, I'm team Samsonov all the way. What is it what has Samsonov done in the playoffs? Clips of Ovechkin, you know, calling him out. Yeah, yeah. 
right? He's only on a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, so he, like, is. he is. Whereas Murray, you have him for a couple more years. So you kind of want to yeah, run with a guy that's more long-term. Yep. All right. That's now my going answer. To Montreal. Montreal is a little bit. Montreal's more of a doom and gloom scenario here. So yeah, I'm I'm vibing yeah. this season. We're gonna get in, what what is like an what is an ideal trade deadline in your opinion? And don't don't meme this. I just want you like take it down a notch. Yep. Actually, like you know, be reasonable. What's a good trade deadline for the Montreal Canadiens? I think first off is Sean Monahan gets moved for a good pick. I think if we're being realistic, if if anyone could fetch a first round pick, I think it's Sean Monahan. I think he's played really, really well. Sorry, I thought he's played. You think he's played really, really well? I think he's been one of the most consistent Habs this year. He's injured right now, but he's been. That's a- not saying much, buddy. It's the Habs. That's not saying much. Man, in a third line role that he's been in, he's been producing. He's been good. But if if we're being realistic, I think if if you look at UFAs and that, if anyone's going to get you know, it's probably Sean Monahan. I've been I, I I've been marrying him in Colorado this entire year. I really think he could be a good center option for them. Um, besides that, it's really just move to Donov if you can get something for him. Jonathan Druin needs just a new place. Like I've even given up on him. If you can move Mike Hoffman or Joss Anderson, I think that has come, but I feel like Hoffman's probably more an offseason move, but it's legit just clear more room for young guys to come up. And this isn't a trade, but I think every Habs fan wants a Cole Caulfield extension soon, but really it's just move Monaghan, move to Donoff, move Jonathan Druin, and if you can move some other cap space along the way, it's not as dire as they were sort of looking last year, and now that we know Carey Price is probably never playing again, it's a lot easier, but I think it's just sort of Get more picks, man. By by other cap space, you mean Joel Armia? <laughs> yeah, and Joel Armia, but that one's looking difficult. Joel Armia is difficult to do. That's very. That's one that you just, man, man. There is no player that is a bigger trick than Joel Armia. It just, man. Here's what's funny, right? Is is last night? Uh, was it last night? My memory is so screwed. Um, you Colorado. know, yeah. In that game, uh, Richard scored. Anthony Richard, the 26-year-old. Like, I, I don't need to tell you the, how special it is to see. He's not related to Maurice, obviously. But to see a Quebecois named Richard score a goal in a Habs uniform is cool. But then you realize, as I quickly put my thing on Do Not Disturb, that he now, in, in two games, has more goals on the, than Armia, Drew, and Jake Evans do in the entirety of the season. So, yeah, but to go to your question, um, more picks, please. My second question is a, little, a kind of obscure question because I'm a goalie nerd, and this is some a guy I kind of lost track of. What's going on with Caden Primo? Why is he not in the NHL right now? Man, you know, um, I tell people that I still believe in Caden Primo, and I I get told that I'm a dying breed. Um, first off, you know, it hasn't been really talked about a lot, but um, the Rocket this year have been awful first up simple question why is he not in the nhl he's not ready yet he just you know what i'll give credit to mark bergman for this they had a very clear-cut plan of getting a lot of a a lot of ahl games for caden primo um it's a shame because in games but then when they called him up they put him in these weird scenarios his first career win was against you know i think it was ottawa and then there was colorado 
No, no, his it first wasn't that his, game. Was oh, that was his first game. Oh. I was at that game. Yeah, yeah, you were. Not his first career game. Oh. But he played well, but ultimately it was the Avs and the Habs are bad that year. Um, but then there was that that season where I can't remember which one it was. And they within a week they played the Leafs and they played the Sens. And instead of playing Kane Primo against the team he got his first win against, and the Sens, they played him against the Leafs, and you just knew it wasn't going to go well. Um, now this was was that uh, was that the bubble year i was thinking maybe it was but you know he's just not ready yet unfortunately it was awful i know i I think it was the bubble year alex um like he was great in the ahl playoffs last year um and just this year the rocket had been so pissed like here's the thing he's 23 which i think for a lot of prospects that's when you start really expecting the sort of you really make a name for yourself but goalies you never know i'm not ready to give up on Caden primo yet but i would imagine the perfect scenario they want to get him into games probably towards the end of the year but he's just not ready yet man like we gotta remember this guy is a great story like he's a seventh round pick like you know we're i think he played for northeastern and that's still like a big northeastern fan he puts stuff on his instagram all the time but you know Habs fans aren't known for their patience i think we still gotta let it breathe and you know what i wonder if Jake Allen getting that extension was sort of more insurance to either give Primo time or have a better plan to look at long-term goaltending, because I right now Caden Primo isn't a sure enough thing. Where now they don't know what they're doing in that for the first time in my lifetime, <laughs> really. When you think about it, before uh, I will say, say before you know uh, Jose Teodor, it's that bad. So I will ninety three. Save percentage in the AHL, so like it's not like good, but it's not like bad. Like it could be, it could be for the AHL, which is kind of a running gun league. It could be a lot worse. I will say it's not just uh, Montreal fans with the patience. I think that's a Canada thing. Yeah, you're not wrong, Alex. Uh, big markets in general, just just yeah, they don't like it. Except except New York, they're the most calm. Oh yeah, of course. Hey Mike, yeah, the Rangers, yeah, no question. Oh, Pittsburgh fans them. are so calm. Yeah, they're yeah. so. Calm. I can't wait for the day when we're actually bad and like the city just gets burnt down. Like, by the way, I, I want to get something up here, Curtis. What? I'm gonna call you out here because I have you. We agreed to a goddamn fantasy trade, and then you oh. just went quiet on me. You ghosted me. Honestly, I've kind of uh, not gonna lie. I kind of forgot I was in that league. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised considering you're two and eight. <laughs> I mean, to to redeem myself in the league, I actually been paying attention to that. I have was a fifty dollar buy in. Uh, okay, I am, I am, I am nine and two. So, I mean, that doesn't help our league. I want to boost the no. reputation of the Fluge friends. No, don't worry. I'll, I'll second half of the season. I'll try to bounce it back. Don't okay, worry. I mean, I were, we, it's really twenty twenty three. Almost. Um. You know, Curtis, while you're here, we can just, how about we just finish off and we can just quickly go through. Do you have any more questions for us or should we just no, go through? No, I'm good. Go. You guys um, go. Okay. So, um, Alex, sorry, again, because mm. I didn't get to finish all the last episode, did you talk about PK? No, no, we didn't. That's why I left it there. Okay. Perfect. Everything so, that's there, we had, did not talk about. Okay. So, um, since our last time I was on, at least, um, some big news has come out of Montreal. Um, I believe it's January 13th. The Montreal Canadiens are hosting the Nashville Predators. I'm going to the game. Um, And they're not... I really like how the Canadiens have done this. They have 
sort of frame this as a homecoming. Um, they will be honoring P.K. Subban, the now-retired defenseman, who, um, as they put it, and I think everyone puts it, the most probably electrifying player they've had in my lifetime, at least. Um, you know, I think this is Kit Hughes in that mending offense that needed to be mended. Um, and apparently, I think um, Chantal Maccabee, obviously head of their 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 PR stuff, uh, told French media that apparently they were going to bring Andre Markov in this as well. But in um, the notice he was given, he can't travel from Russia for it. But they do plan on doing that sort of down the line. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I've said this before. He doesn't win a Norris Trophy without Andre Markov. And those two were sort of joined at the hip forever. Um, Curtis, go ahead. Uh, I don't. I did not hear about this, so I have a question. Yeah, they're not. They're not retiring his number, are they? No, no. They're just. They're giving him Dude, a. Curtis, again, Curtis, I think it's just that caused mayhem. <laughs> that no, caused that caused absolute mayhem. Listen, if he if he played for any other team, he probably does get it. Because again, he won a Norris, but yeah. he's just Olympic gold medalist. It's just. You know, we have to argue for Carey Price to get his number done. PK is not getting. But I mean, anyway, he, um, he was a he was a, to be fair, he was a bench guy on the Olympic medal medal team. But you know, he should have been on it though. Let's be honest. Anyway, um, you know what? He's, I again, he's a world junior gold medalist. He is yes. Um, I just I'm I'm personally very happy that um, he he gets a proper goodbye. Uh, something that I saw on Twitter, I completely forgot about this. Do you guys remember what happened in PK Subban's last game as a hap? No, I mean, you're probably the only one that remembers. That's too insider baseball yeah. for me. He yeah. acts him and Alexi Emelin, who were teammates at the time, accidentally made contact. I think Emelin like got him in the head with a knee. Subban was stretchered off the ice. That was his last game as a hap, and obviously he missed time. That was yeah. a disastrous season. He got traded. So besides, and that's not even getting into the stuff with the trades and that famous turnover in the game against the Kings. Um, this wasn't going to happen under Mark Bergevin. And I oh, am God. beyond pleased that he is, and it sounds like Markov will get one too. And we all know how that ended and how ugly and unfortunate it was. I'm just happy that Kent Hughes and, and, um, and Jeff Gordon are really honoring a guy that means so, I've said this before, if you drive into the city, kind of like going east, you see P.K. Subban's face on the side of, of the ho- the child's ho- children's hospital there. Um, a guy who's meant the world to the fans, the city, um, was thrown out and sort of kicked on his way out. I'm really, really personally happy that P.K. Subban's getting a proper return and a proper send-off um, from Habs fans. He deserves it. And it's nice that it's against Nashville. Yeah, that was a good touch. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you think his number should be retired? No, no, no. And again, any other team? Yeah. No, um, no. I don't think I don't think any other team either. If he was a okay, if he was a Columbus Blue Jacket, and he wanted to come on, Rick Nash so. got his number retired. What did Rick Nash win individual oh. award wise? Think he may have a rocket? Does he even have that? Yeah, he had a rocket. That's about it. Yeah, PK Subban would have his number retired in the market like that, but Montreal is just you know. Maybe uh, I, if you want a cup, maybe. Quick, quick hot take. Uh, I think that number should only be retired for Hall of Famers. So okay, I you I think know my answer to this. Do you think Carey Price's number should be retired, Curtis? Ooh, at the end of his career makes that tough. What do you mean? 
No, I think, it's, I think it's <laughs> an obvious. He's, he's, he's going to get retired. I think he's going to get his number retired. He's going to get his number retired because he's the best goalie that they've had since the, you know, the, the legendary goal. But like, you know, the thing, like we were talking about with PK, the bar is pretty high in terms of the goalies' numbers that are retired in that building. So most wins, most games played. Best numbers up there, except for like people who played in the forties before there was color on TV. Okay, first of all, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, but then you bring up, but then you bring up the accolades. But then you bring up the act. Then I think you two two things. accolades. He, you have to remember that some of their best goalies played during a time where they only played like thirty games a year. So exactly, Carey Price, Carey Price, like average like sixty. Okay, by that logic, do you think Keith Yandel should be? In the Hall of Fame for just being the longest serving no. NHLer without. I'm it. not just saying that though. No. I, again, like, okay. Gary Price has the most wins in franchise history. Come on. Fair. I, I know. I'm. He's. He's a. Fred he's one Fred of the. He's. He is. He is one of the best goalies of the 2000s. And he you know he's the best. And let's not. But, that's that's is, so. That's so. The, cap. He the didn't even win a cup. Say, he remember, didn't even win a cup. Remember, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, not just the NHL. Let's also not forget. He is statistically possibly the best Canadian goalie at the world stage. Our his goals against average is below one, below one. Anyway, uh, I just wanted. So you're on the fence about it? No, I I think he's number. No, I was saying he's more on the fence of like. Okay, let me just put it you like this. He's definitely gonna get his number retired in Montreal. Be good. He will almost like. 97% make the Hall of Fame. Okay. All I'm saying is that I have a couple goalies in the 2000s that I put over Carey Price, and that might be a hot take. You tell? But the... Henrik Lundqvist. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here! At least he's won a cup. Henrik, he's no, he hasn't? No, he hasn't won a cup, you're right. He right. lost in five in the finals just like Carey did. It's similar, and then career shortened by injury. The similarities between Lundqvist's career and Carey Price's is very, very concerning. Um, I think Lund- 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 I think Lundqvist is. I'm sorry, I'm putting Lundqvist out of Carey Price. I just, I think that's wrong. I think, I think that's wrong. I think that's, I think that's so wrong. Again, where's, where's the gold medal? Where is it? Think he has a world. Oh no 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 no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there about the gold medal. He did he did win a gold medal. I'm gonna stop you. Okay, but that's fine. You when did he win a gold for Team Sweden? For Sweden. For Sweden at the Olympics. Oh, he did. Because what year? The same one. The same one. The Sedin's won 2006. That's true. But even even if he didn't. I don't think I don't know if that's necessarily fair to throw that on him. When you have how many of Canada's players are the best in the NHL? All of them. All of them. All of them. I don't think that's fair to throw. I don't think that's fair to throw on him. Pardon? Including the goalie. Okay. I, I, I would argue. Can, oh, Canada's yeah, goaltending yeah. supremacy has really dropped off in the last. Oh, oh yeah. Anyways. Now it's yeah, now God. it's awful. The goaltenders are. It's all the Russian goalies now. Canada and the U.S. are screwed. I saw it was like Kemper was like still okay, wait. Like rejected starter. I'm so, like, we're, we're boned. I, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. And if we're talking about goalies, I'm not saying he's yeah. better than Carey Price. I'm just, his name came to mind since we're talking about goalies mm-hmm. and Hall of Famers. Is Tuka Rask a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, is he going to make it into the Hall of Fame? I, um, I would argue that he is. 
Well, I think so. So you got to be careful saying he has a cup because he wasn't the starter. But I mean, I think you just have to look. Well, no, he he should have had one, but Brad Marchand just gave it away to Alex Petrangelo and just sort of that whole thing happened. Um, I think he is. See, here's the thing. It's just he's just part of that line of amazing Finnish goaltenders, too. Like it's just it's crazy how they just pump him out and it's like yeah goodbye it, it, Brittany and, he, and Brad. It's, it's, know, it's hard start. to believe it's hard to believe how many great goaltenders were in the early two thousands because then you also look at a guy like Pekka Rene. Yeah, probably one of the better. He's a, another one of those Finnish guys. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, you probably could go on and summer. on. Brian Miller's in there too. Lalongo. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of them, man. There's a lot, and now we're just now we're grasping at straws. For something, Dude, it's the, like, and it, the the Russians have probably they have the top two for sure. I'd argue they have the top three goalies in the NHL. Yeah, so, so Vasilevsky and Shosturkin are your top and, two. And oh yeah, it's not even close. I don't even think it's close. So, uh, who do we but, put higher, Sorokin or Hellebuck? So I I put Sorokin. You also have him in fantasy. No, no, but before I drafted him in fantasy, there's a reason I drafted him in fantasy. Um, but I would argue I'd put Sorokin above Connor Hellebuck. Um, by the way, we were talking about some national predators. I didn't know this. So whoever put this on the dock, thank you. Yeah. Roman Yossi becomes the Preds all-time points leader. Yeah, last Did night. He- oh, God. Was that David Leguan? No, yeah, it was David Leguan. Was David Leguan who he passed? That's insane. That's a stat yeah. now. Listen, I don't know if he's at the end of his career. I would assume eventually, whenever Shea Weber's contract is done, I would assume six is up there. Otherwise, but like you got to think Roman Yossi is going to be up there eventually with Shea Weber and of course Pecorine. I think is up there. Uh, I don't. Is, number I don't know if they've done a yeah. I'll double check. It has to be. But uh, you know Roman Yossi. Um, like he's a guy who you could see up there. Yeah, uh, right. Pecorino was the first jersey. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Man, imagine David Legle. Oh God, oh my. Um, okay, you know what, Curtis? Um, since we are going a little long here, um, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna list you some topics here, and I want you to tell me how you want to finish off. Um, okay. There are some messy ones here. Um, the Hamburglar retires. Um. Kevin Hayes gets scratched in Philly. Artem Zub. Um, the Tampa game with the Leafs. There's a no- and uh, or Phil Kessel's Iron Man Street may be ending. Which one do you want? Um what one do I want? I guess I'll we'll talk about Phil. We'll, we'll bring it back to the penguins a little bit. We'll talk about Phil. So like he's bring yet it back to, to the Penguins. Okay. Yes. He, he All right. No, no. All right. Okay. That's how we're going to start. Penguin. Penguin's legend. That's Bill Kessel. That's how we're going to start it. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. where he's won all of his cups. So. Okay. Now, I can't. Um, I can't. I can't wait to tell people that Bill Kessel played in Arizona, and they're not going to believe me. No. So, Bill Kessel, obviously the 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 all time Iron Man, thousand plus games. It's incredible. Um, the other day was benched. He hasn't been sat for a game, but uh, it seems to be the vibe is as the Penguins get help. No, the Penguins, damn it, the Penguins are never never healthy. Um, as Vegas get, get healthy and bodies start coming back, he could be sat and the streak could end. 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm not nearly as upset about this as I was for Kevin Hayes. No, not Kevin Keith Hayes. Keith Handel. Keith Handel, yeah. Jesus, what am I doing here? I'm all mixed up. Maybe because I'm thinking because Yandel went on TV and was like, ah, Kevin Hayes going to be scratched. I'm just, Curtis, I'm not as upset about this as I think I was with Philly and Yandel. How about you? Nope, I'm happy. He can send the press box, eat some hot dogs. I'm okay with it. Nah, you guys are both incredibly wrong. All right, Phil Kessel is a national treasure. Just remind me, Alex. Uh, he is. No, he do is, not do like... not disrespect Phil Kessel. Name me one other. Uh, when's the next time you think we're going to see a guy like Phil Kessel? I just want to put that out there. Never. Never. He is an. <laughs> guy, he is a damn <laughs> anomaly. He is a guy an that anomaly. can drink coke on the bench and eat hot dogs. And be I mean, to be okay. fair, to be fair, um, Nikola Jokic is kind of like that. Drinks all his Pepsi and Coke and all that. But yeah, but not... he slimmed down. Nikola Jokic slimmed down. Same, same with Ovi. Ovi drinks his Pepsi on the bench. Ovi's a... Ovi... No. Oh, you're guys... I, don't, I don't appreciate this Phil Kessel disrespect. I don't like it. I don't like I, it I don't know. I, I, like, like, yeah, it's sad, but like he already has the records, and there's no one close to him now. No. So no. it's okay. Just let him have it. Just It's fine. He already has it. Who cares? Fair enough. He's already he's already without it, he's already a Hall of Famer. So who cares? Yes, yes, he is. I wasn't sure about that. He's a don't, Hall of Famer. Uh, Adam, Adam, Adam. No, 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 no. Don't, don't he is start. a Hall of don't. Famer. He I don't care a, what I don't a, care what a, Gary, I don't care what the writers say. He is a Con Smythe winner. He is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Why was he, I being insulted before I even said a word? Because I knew he, what you were is, gonna say. He's like, <laughs> what he's am I gonna say? You were gonna he's say a, he's not a Hall of Famer. I wasn't gonna say that. What he's a he capital for? he's a capital H Hall of Famer. I don't think he's first ballot, but I think he's a Hall of Famer. But that's not what I was gonna say. I, I'd argue he's kind of first ballot. I was Okay, Curtis, <laughs> if you're gonna go now, I think it's it's a good thing to finish off with this question. Who has a better chance of being a first ballot Hall of Famer? Phil Kessel or Carrie Price? Build thrill, baby. Let's go. Come on. All day, every day. <laughs> Um, Curtis, why don't you go ahead and tell the people where they can find you? Wait, wait. Are we not going to talk about the one obvious thing that we got into a, uh, into a fight about? La- just before we end. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so do, you... do you want me to explain it? No, no I'll, I'll, do it, okay. I'll do it, Alex. So You're probably fabricating some facts. Episode, obviously, you know, I was sick. And then all of a sudden, I started listening to it. And I hear you got... First off, you named the episode the Martin Bordier Trophy. To be like, oh, we should rename the Vesna the... Thanks, Daniel. No, it shouldn't be. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, um, but before that, you talked about renaming trophies like the NBA just did. Mm-hmm. And you decided to talk about the goal scoring trophy, which is named Correct. after the late great Maurice Richard. And said it should be renamed to the Alexander Ovechkin trophy if he passes Wayne Gretzky. I will say this out. When he will. Because I did yeah, he will. I did mm-hmm. listen to, to that full segment. Yeah. I do agree with your points. I hear yeah. them. But it's blasphemous. No, and I I have more points. I have more points. You know the I mean? He's a cool. Okay, okay. Let me let me say this. He is on pace. He's scoring at a higher pace than him. He is scoring at a higher pace than than him. The 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 Rocket Richard is about who scores the most goals. Correct. Yeah. That's we're in agreement. That's what the award yeah. is named after for. That's what he's named after. 
Alexander Ovechkin has won that award nine times in his career. Nine, 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 nine. And he's going to be the greatest goal scorer of all time if he already isn't. So I don't know how you can't name it. That's like not naming the Hart, the Wayne Gretzky trophy. See, you know what's funny is I'm pretty sure, isn't there a CHL trophy or something that's the Wayne Gretzky? They got to change that. Because even if the Did, CHO is like, we have that, I think the NHL just says, yeah, I don't care. The CHL trophy, the Wayne Gretzky trophy is like either top scorer or top, I don't know, I'd look it up. And, and I think they have a Bobby Orr one too. Listen, Alex, here's the thing. I don't think it needs to be renamed because here's the thing. I think, here's my big problem is, I don't think Alexander Ovechkin's legacy is going to go anywhere. I think there is a generation who is starting to lose appreciation for that that generation of French Canadian hockey and how important it was for the sport. But no one or no one okay. Okay, let's start with none of the awards that peep that are named after people except Daniel Curtis and Alex Baumgartner cuz the latter two work at the Hockey Hall of Fame have any idea why these awards are named after people. And the only reason people know Ted Lindsay is because it's constantly talked about on TV because the I didn't NHL know about like all that till he died and everyone was yeah. like he was about. I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, like that's my thing is like, "Okay, the Hockey Hall of Fame exists. I might go visit Curtis sometime." I'm going to go read about the history of hockey. I don't know. I mean, I will, I will come. I won't throw eggs at him because I want to get in for free. Um, but I just think like, I'm not, no one's removing history, but I don't think the way it's done right now is like embracing history to me. Like also the wars for goal scoring, not for being French Canadian. Like I understand the significance there, but Ted Lindsay, the Ted Lindsay award is named after Ted Lindsay for his impact on, on the NHLPA, And it's a player voted award. Just, you just, you had the goal to do it while I wasn't even here. No, that's totally fair. We we were just, we, I had to talk about it. That episode. I was shocked to listening to it. I nearly, I think I I'm nearly sorry. had to go to the hospital. Cause I'm like, yeah, how dare I'm sorry. How dare I'm sorry. I apologize. And then Daniel completely agreed. You didn't put the bunny much of a fight. I was like, how dare you? Anyway. Um, yeah. You guys want to say that, anything else before it. we wrap up? No. I'm just not, I was just happy to be here for that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm happy. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, man. Um, if you want to plug anything, Curtis, go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at cmartin2292. You can find me on Twitter at cmartin387. You can also find most of my work on overlinesports.ca as well as many other student-based uh, work. So, you know, check that out. If you are a student listening to this, uh, you know, reach out to us. We have a little contact us thing at the bottom of the website or email me at curtis.martin387. I'm releasing a Canada preview for the World Juniors. It's hopefully going to be out by the time this is out. So uh, check that out. And uh, looking forward to one of the best times for hockey, which is the World Juniors. And uh, also email Curtis saying that Phil Kessel is not a better health even than Carey Price. Um, anyway, um, thank you for coming on, Curtis, as always. And- Alex, how are you? I'm good. We're I don't back. know when this is going to be in the episode, but you'll figure it out. Probably at the end. Fun talking to Curtis, eh? It was. Always good oh, to wow. have him on. Um, we got a few more things we can just wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Kevin Hayes getting scratched in Philly. Um, oh man, 
I didn't see, first off, we never talked about how Tony D'Angelo got scratched, which I don't think was a surprise to anyone. But Kevin Hayes, the leading scorer, it seems to be that Torts doesn't like the way he's playing away from the puck. Yeah, it's the defense. You know how it is. Yeah, it's tough tie. I I just don't. It's weird. Weird in Philly. Not surprising, but that doesn't make it less weird. It's got to be. No one's surprised at how meh they are, but yeah. I just think. Like, do you think he, I? I feel like that's the most t- coach thing Torts has done. Because he's their leading scorer, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah, he's on pace for like seventy points. Yeah, and he's like, well, he's not good at the at the uh, at, <laughs> on defense, oh, so he, you got to scratch him. But like, I in a way, I understand his reasoning. Like, what was he brought in there for? What was the main thing? Uh, he was trying to like fix the culture, or whatever, because he was yeah. like, yeah, locker room blows. Yeah. And I guess this is just how you do it. I think I just thought it was extremely surprising that you scratched your leading goal scorer. Like, I don't think there's a lot of coaches who would do that. So, yeah, when it comes to scoring, so he's he's no longer connecting. He's their leading goal scorer. Hayes has the most um, assists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to exactly get points up here. Um, Hayes is tied for points as well. Um, that's... Man, by the way, uh, Owen Tippett, 16 points in 29 games. Not bad. Good not for bad. him. No, no, By the way, I love that Tony D'Angelo is a minus 15. Oh, that shouldn't no- come as a surprise. Oh, I, want, I want to look up. Um, How is Carter Hart playing now? Because he started the year really well. Uh, it's supposedly, as I, as I saw on Twitter, he's been playing really well. And today was supposed to be his breakout party because he was in toronto 9 11 well you know what the leafs always play very fun games in the the uh next gen games now obviously because i was at work i didn't Mm. even know the game was happening much less that it was on um the leafs won how was it yeah no it was a uh, i'll call it a sloppy game considering how they played against um tampa bay uh could have been again it's it's just a there's a history of these games where they just it's just a mess. They were up four one. Uh the game ended four three. As you can imagine how just wonderful that was to watch. Um Justin Hall was the best player in the first two periods, which is always, you know, good to see. Um, but no, it was just a I would argue it's a sloppy it was a sloppy game overall. Can I be honest with you that I keep yeah. forgetting Justin Hall exists? And I think as as you said to me last time I mentioned Justin Hall and not noticing him, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. He's not as bad as he was at the start of the season. Which is good. <laughs> good for them. It's just Morgan Riley. If As long as Morgan Riley's gone, then Justin Hall's fine. <laughs> yeah. Apparently uh, he's supposed to be back early in the new year. I saw that's from what... the entire yeah, that's what the uh, projections are. And they're doing fine without him. And no, I'm not in the camp of we don't need Morgan Riley. Man, uh, <laughs> Alex, what happened to Rasmus Sandin? Because I just saw on Twitter that he wasn't returning. I'm like, what happened? Another man he, down. Yeah, he's on IR. Uh, they announced, oh. I think, yesterday. So that's another defenseman down. So they recalled. Guess who they recalled? Uh, was Matt Hollowell 
not called up before yes, that? Or was. No, no, they had sent called. him. They sent him back down because they didn't need okay. him. But now they need him again. He man, uh, you know, somebody told me the other day. It's like it's funny if he was still on the team, Marincin would have played by now. Oh God, I, that's just tough. Alex, can you please explain to me why some Twitters like? Accounts are squared profile pictures. Again. I think it's like the, uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Just my hypothesis. I think the square ones are for the uh, gold verification. That's just Is my Elo guess. Is stepping down officially? Do we I, know don't that know. Yet? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I give up. Like at least before it was just the people that sucked about Twitter. Now it's like notifications. Now it's everything. Buy buy Twitter and get exclusive. <laughs> you care. saw that, right? I got two yeah. notifications last night for that one for I my main check mark and join quality conversation. I don't care. I just want to know where, when there's please. Trades. I want to know where the quality conversations are because I don't see them. It's Twitter. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if you guys had mentioned it before, but uh, yep. you know. Uh, condolences to Victor Mete and his family, you know, losing his grandmother. No, we um, didn't talk about was, it on Sunday. That's freaking, that's awful. Uh, yeah, that's I feel for him. Um, you know, obviously a former Hab as well. Um, you know, that's that's awful. You never want to see stuff like that happen. Um, yeah. I wanted to mention one thing in regards to that, Alex. Um, oh, I know. See, I know where you're going with this. I'm not going to say his name, but did you see it? <laughs> I just want to say that that writer should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. Um, I get why he why he's an anti gun person, but I think trying to drag Carrie Price's name through the mud for the Mechtermete stuff was disgusting, in my opinion. Um, I just wanted to mention that, but most importantly, and I'll say it again, like just condolences to Victor Mete. Um, You know, obviously, I lost my grandmother a couple of years ago. It was more health problems as opposed to sort of what happened to Victor Mente's grandmother. But, you know, I've, I've been there. Uh, it's never easy. Um, you know, and you know, my grandmother, I felt it and she, I hadn't seen her for years and she lived in the UK and I'm pretty sure Victor Mente had a really close relationship with his. Um, so I can only imagine how he's feeling. Um, other leaf stuff, just quickly, uh, that Tampa game before, I thought this was a really good quote, Alex, to sort of lighten the mood here. Um, John Cooper, I'm assuming this is why this is in the doc. John Cooper was asked what Nick Paul has brought to the lineup. And he said two goals against the Leafs in game seven. And I, I thought that funny. was an eight plus line. That that was a good, I, I, you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit where credit is due. Um, but I put, I put John Cooper in the, the, uh, in the doc for his uh, quotes after the game. Yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you, uh, saw, some of the things I have them here. Um, I don't have them here. I'm moving towards them when I find them, but essentially he was just talking about, he goes, so this is John Cooper on the loss. I said to the guys, I don't know what part of the game they reinvented that had us perform like that, but it was, I don't know. Note to self, don't come to Toronto three days before the game. That was easily evident. We didn't even show up this evening. Um, and he followed that up with that was a complete game. I'll tell you that a complete game of a complete bag of, you know, what? Um, fair enough. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, that was, uh, what was it, like Tampa, like four shots through like a significant portion of the game. Yeah. The, they had like 20 shots by the end of the game. The Leafs had 40. I know it's a good win because of that response. 
Oh, I yeah. love John Cooper. Like John Cooper, as you know. Really? As you know. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that... that you and Jared Bettner is to me, yeah. Yeah, but I, that's how I knew it was a good win. Man, and what's going on with that ref? Was it Dan Kelly who shoved Michael Bunting? Do we know what's happening? That was... Probably nothing. It, it sucks because, you know... If I was a player, I'd want to push him back, but they can't do that, or they'd probably be suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, I I mean, listen, there's some people that think it's a big deal. I'm just, uh, let's move. Not that let's move on. I'm sure things were said yeah. um, out off the ice uh, mm-hmm. to to him, but everyone downplayed. Like, Keith Bunting were like, emotions get emotions are running during a game it, it i guess it is what it is like I, I wasn't expecting them to cause a scene uh after the game but yeah it, it is what it is obviously i don't think you should do that but i don't think it's uh, a huge deal um do you want to talk about Arden zoob's contract no we can talk about the brewing stuff i think that's a little more important I was going to say, do we want to wait for Daniel so we have some more time to digest it? Yeah, sure. We can do that. We'll record next week. I just love how the thing is. So no one did anything wrong, but we're going to fine tune all this. Because of the Bruins. Uh, we can open next episode with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, we'll leave it in the dock. Let's do something a little fun to, to finish the episode. Okay. Um, Man, there is never... You talk about how Phil Kessel is a folktale. Another one is the, the great Andrew Hammond. Um, yeah. I love this guy. Um, he has retired officially from hockey. Apparently, he had an injury that I think low key hasn't he? Wasn't his NHL like starting career like railroaded by injuries too? Anyway, um, Andrew Hammond has retired from the game of hockey. It's weird to think he only played sixty-seven regular season games, wow. and in those games, he was a nine-sixty. <laughs> like he was a great hab. I know. Yeah. Like we'll all remember what he was as a sen. But like, man, low key, he was a great half. I I yeah. love Andrew Hammond. Um, I hope he just rides into the sunset and does whatever. Like, get a a Tim like a McDonald's sorry promotion or something. Like, I've never sort of realized like how much how short a career can be and like how much he can really like put him in the Hall of Fame or something. For no, something. No, <laughs> no, 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 hold on. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend you didn't just say that. I'm gonna pretend you didn't just say that. Something in the Hall of Fame to do with it. Okay, (laughs) okay, sure. Fun stories, but not put them in. Oh my god! Like a fun little bit, like you know what I mean. You want put him in as a builder? I don't know about that. Just do like a fun thing. Like if one day they're kind of like fun stuff, put him, put Steve Dangle, just put fun stuff. Put fun stuff. So he would be a builder one day. He should be uh, in the Hall of Fame one day, by the way. I think he should. Um, but like, don't man, tell, don't he tell was Mike just, that. He was all I know. But like, Andrew Hammond was just, I think he's just a great little like note in NHL history. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a good story. And like, I mean, like, just what he, I, he, I mean, he didn't drag that team, but he definitely was an important piece. Like, you talk about the importance of um, having a good goaltender. And like he was a good goaltender, like he he was what he killed it for the sense, man. He'll everyone will everyone will remember that. Everyone will also remember Curtis Lazar eating a burger off the ice. See, the moment I saw that trending on Twitter, I knew something happened with Andrew Hammond. I'm like, no, what's <laughs> happened? Hammond, <laughs> and he was gone. 
Oh man, what a hell hell of a freaking career though. Hell of a freaking career. Okay. That was fun, Alex. It was. Uh thanks again to Curtis. Uh we just thought we'd do a quick little thing and uh, that stuff at the end. We'll open next episode talk about the Mitchell Miller stuff. Mitchell Miller stuff because the Bruins dumping it right before Christmas. Bastards. Um I'm assuming there's no hockey nine candidates, but Excuse me. Uh, no. Hockey never plays on Christmas, do they? They're not like the other sports. Loki no, out. No, I hate sports on Christmas because I'm like, I want them to be with their families. It's just um, basketball, does it, right? Does the NFL not do it? No, they do. They play Christmas Eve. I don't think they play Christmas Day. All right. Maybe Tom Brady was like, oh, well, I was going to say he wants to spend time with his family, but I don't think he does. I don't <laughs> think so. You know, apparently, like, they're actually doing the divorce really well and something like they live on opposite ends of a lake. It's just like a... I Man, imagine being rich. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, man, it'd be great, wouldn't it? I wouldn't even, like, need a mansion. Just give me a condo in downtown Montreal and just let me build Legos. That's all I want. Oh, man. Be a good life. Be a good life. Add, yeah, you see, add a little desk and the computer in your setup behind you. That's new. This? No, no, just a TV. Just a, I had it. I've, it's been there for a couple months. Has it? Yeah. Oh. I always want to put something on there, but I never know I what to put. my glasses haven't helped like I thought they <laughs> That's okay. That's, not, that's, that's okay. Problem. All right. Um, my dog's here, but I'm sure you saw oh, her. Multiple times. <laughs> hello, hello. Carrie doesn't care about the podcast. Anyway, Um. yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The second time you've heard me say that, but yeah. Bye.